So I've been having trouble figuring out what to say next, uh, which could just be my own fault for, you know, claiming this show was about everything. It's a lot to choose from. Don't know where to go. Um, but I'm also just feeling kind of blocked. And uh, I think it has to do uh, with the fact that I need to talk about pain and loss. And I kind of just don't want to, to be honest. Um, it'd be easier to package some theological statements together. Uh, but a big part of my story and my journey uh, starts with that. Uh, starts with the loss of my friend Andy when I was a young man. Um, so yeah, this is episode number two, The Gospel According to Joe. And let's just call this one Andy. So we've all lost someone that we care about, that we love in our lives. Um, or if you haven't yet, uh, you will. As long as you're around long enough, you will. Um, and for me, the first real experience of such loss happened when I was 22 years old. And my best friend from back home, Andy, passed away. Ah, uh, Andy. Ah. Uh, Andy was a good one. Andy was one of those guys, oh, it's easy to say when someone's gone, but I mean, everyone liked him. He was goofy. He was earnest. He was sincere and genuine and kind. Um, he also was a stud athlete, um, just full of life. He, uh, he worked hard, but he had fun doing it. He was the kind of guy who just brought a little bit of joy into the room with him most of the time. You know, he had a twinkle in his eye, a playfulness about him. Uh, and he knew he were, where he was going in life, too. He wanted to be a teacher. Um, like his dad and mom, who were both in education, he wanted to teach elementary school and, um, and be a coach. Oh, and I'm sure he would have been amazing at both of those things. Um, yeah. Because he already was good at those things. He was a lifeguard in the summers and taught swim lessons. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he made those fun for the kids, but also pushed them. Uh, he coached Little League, I think, and did some other things. If not that, other sports. You know, wherever he had a chance, he was around kids. He was having fun. Um, he was leading people to be better. Um, and he did that with his friends. He did that with the teams he was on. He was just one of those guys. But even more than that, he and I just clicked, you know. Um, somewhere along the line, we uh, recognized that we basically shared a sense of humor. <laughs> and when we got going... Oh, I'm sure it was annoying to the people around us at times. But we didn't care. <laughs> we were having fun. Uh, and that's who, that's who Andy was. He was fun. He was fun-loving. Um, and he brought 
a joy and lightness to life uh, in a way that, you know, that good friends do. Ah, um, oh, he was such a goofball, too. Uh, we used to call him the king of the one-liners because he always had some dumb comeback. <laughs> you know, like he'd use the dumbest ones, too. You know, like the, uh, I know you are, but what am I? Or <laughs> stupid things like that. I'm rubber in your glue. Uh, even, you know, I'm talking as a high schooler. He's using these lines. <laughs> oh, he was funny. Yeah. Andy, I always imagined that Andy and I would be, you know, friends for life. That we would be fishing buddies someday. And even if we lived apart, we'd get together at least once a year and maybe bring our families together and just uh, continue to have those moments, right? Those joyful, fun times. Um, but I'll never forget the day I got the call. It was the middle of June, <clears throat> And I had just graduated college. I was working a summer job in the small town, around the small town where I uh, had gone to school, Northfield, Minnesota, and living out in this farmhouse that the company owned. And uh, it was a Sunday, and it was just this beautiful day. And I hopped on my bike from the farmhouse and rode into town. I was just going to spend the morning on my own, maybe go get some coffee, do some writing, and uh, connect with some friends later in the day. And I just, it was such a beautiful day. You know, 72 degrees and bright blue skies with a few fluffy clouds. And it was before I got anywhere, I was still, I was just on the edge of town. And my phone rang. And it was my sister. And you know that moment, right? When you hear in someone's voice that something's wrong. And just the way your brain can spin so quickly right then, right? Like you just hear the words. The first word out of her mouth, I think, was my name. Heidi says, Joey. And I just think, oh, my God, something happened to Dad uh, or Mom or our other sister or maybe mutual friends of ours because we had lots of friends in common, my sister and I. And my brain just ran through this long list, like, immediately. What happened? What's wrong? But the one name that was not on that list, the one name that I could never imagine, was the name that came out of her mouth. It's Andy, she said. Joey, Andy died last night. And I remember, I remember feeling that in my body, you know, the way they say you do. Um, on one level, just knowing it was true and feeling it like a, like a blow to the body. Because uh, obviously my sister wouldn't make this up or tell me this by mistake. 
But on the other hand, my brain couldn't even, I had a distinct feeling of like not being able to comprehend those words. It didn't make any sense. Not handy. Not my best friend. Not the guy who was so full of life, so in shape, so strong, and not the guy who played fullback in college. It didn't make sense. And it still doesn't make any sense, of course. Yeah, it was Andy. In, in just a totally inexplicable, utterly uncomprehendable accident, his life was gone. And I remember getting myself together enough cross the street from where I was kind of on a busier road and get to this park area by the river that runs through Northfield and my uh, my sister had told me she would come and get me um, but I had like a 40, 40 minute wait maybe more um, and I just sat there crying But in between uh, moments of sobbing, I would, I would look around and I'd think, oh my God, this day is so beautiful. It was like I just couldn't help but recognize the juxtaposition between the pain I was feeling and the, the shadow that had come over me that day. And the life all around me, the people out walking and enjoying the day and biking and laughing and, and of course they were, it was gorgeous, it was, it was everything you want in a day and everything you don't want. So I, um, I tell you this story and I, I bring up this pain because in some ways it, it is the starting point um, for real conversations about what life is all about. Knowing that life ultimately ends in death, 
that we will suffer along the way. Um, you know, for me in those days and weeks and months following Andy's death, as the as our friends gathered and mourned that and went through the experience of oh, having a funeral and you know, this gut-wrenching, terrible experience was also clarifying for me. You know, it brought me it brought me back to some things I had been ignoring for a while um, spiritually. Because I had grown up claiming to be a Christian and, and knowing the Christian story pretty well. Uh, at least how it was taught to me. Uh, but I kind of taken that for granted and ignored that for a while. Um, but when Andy died, it came back in a really, a really beautiful way, actually. Um, there was just this peace. I had this belief that there was more to life than the here and now. You know, the idea of a soul that would live on was firmly established within me. Um, and knowing Andy so well and seeing that light in him so well, I just, I, I knew in my heart, I knew that even though he wasn't here for us to be with anymore, for us to touch and to joke around with, that somehow his spirit couldn't possibly be completely dead and gone. That somehow, somewhere, there was more than this. That, that thing in my mind when I couldn't compre comprehend his death, it's like that, that still held in my heart, but on a, in a way that gave me peace. And it was connected to what I had been taught about the Jesus story and his resurrection Easter. Um, but the peace that came with it even went beyond that. Because there might have been some conditions applied. Uh, you know, in, in church. Uh, it might have been a question of, well, did he believe in Jesus? I didn't know. I didn't know, I didn't care, it didn't matter. Because I knew that there was more. And that certainly Andy and who he was lived on somewhere. Um, I mean, and there's... A lot more than can be said about afterlife or whatever. But I'm talking about at that moment. I just had this peace. Even as we went through and mourned his death. My faith in the basic Christian story resurfaced. In the basic story of life overcoming death. Of God showing us that. That death is not the final answer. Um. I knew it. I missed Andy desperately. 
but I also, I almost felt closer to his spirit at times. It's like I could talk to him whenever I wanted to because I didn't have to pick up a phone or travel to where he was. His spirit was there. And that, that gave me great peace. And it, it also made me aware of how precious life is. Oh, it opened my eyes to how precarious and fleeting things are. And therefore, how precious each day, each moment with the people around us, the people we love, um, and of course I lose track of that all the time, but even now I can still recall how it felt to lose Andy and, and remember, kind of reimagine again how that felt to be awakened to the beauty around me. Like when I was sitting there crying my eyes out, but not being able to deny what a marvelous day it was. And it's like I, I don't know, it's like I was afraid nerve ending for a while. Just sensitive to everything in a good way. <laughs> Just like uh, synapses flashing and uh, just wide awake. And so grateful to be alive. Um, so grateful for every day and wanting to make the most of them. Yeah. So that's the kind of the mystery of life, right? Like pain and suffering that somehow brings out the beauty and the joy, even amidst the pain sometimes. And this, this Christian story of death and resurrection, I think it's become so cliche, so generic in our culture, but wow, when you're in it, It is something beautiful. Um, it's something to hold on to, but it's not beautiful just because you have something to hold on to. It, it just hits a nerve deep within you. Yeah, there is more than this. And I don't think we really have come close to understanding the fullness of that mystery. I don't think we can. But I do have that myself as a starting point. And um, I think it's worth remembering that. Maybe that's, and that maybe that's all that needs to be said right now.
There's something more. Even in the face of death and pain and loss, there's something more. There's something more.